Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 89 of the Guitar Stories Podcast. I'm Andy, and with me is my friend Dan. Hello, Dan. Hey, Andy. Good to be back. How's everyone? Good. <laughs> good. Uh, um, well, all the people in my head are good. Um, <laughs> how about yourself? Yeah, yeah, same. I'm, I'm suffering from some, some jits, but no. <laughs> What? The last thing you want is the jids, man. Yeah, you don't want. I had a case yeah. of the jids earlier. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Um, let's get straight to some good news. Some good news is that we are joined by Jake from Jake Lee Guitar today, and um, I, I can't know. wait to talk to him because yeah. every time I've spoken to him, it gets a little bit weird. There's this weird connection that Jake and I have that make everything gets a bit weird, <laughs> and I'm hoping that it happens multiple times tonight. <laughs> Yeah, second attempt, so I'm I'm glad we finally could make it happen, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Last time we had to cancel the show due to some family issues, but uh, yeah, glad to be back. And, uh, you know, he's on fire. I mean, I'll say some words about him, but uh, he's a very special person and uh, I might say also a fan of the show. So it's cool to have someone on the show who actually knows what we're doing here, right? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it's good. One out of three is not bad. Let's have a look in the little chat. We've got Sarang is here. We've got Chris Franklin. We've got Valeria. We've got Thomas Steiger. We've got Chris Borowy. That's a good name. Hello. And Michael Lerner. Um, yeah, let's get on to something sad now, some sad news. Some sad news is that this is the last episode of Guitar Stories as you know it. Um, we've been running now for 89 episodes over the past four years. We started on a plane. We've ended up wherever <laughs> we are now. Um, we are famous for having mm, technical issues in every show. <laughs> um, and no matter how we do it, it just happens again, you know, in a different way. So uh, it's always fun. It keeps us on, on our toes. But yeah, this is the last live streamed guitar stories. Um, Dan and I, if I may speak for us both at the moment, mm -hmm. Dan, and uh, Dan's going to say something a bit. Dan and I have spoken over the past few months about how to grow the show, how to bring the show into some next level stuff. And we've tried and we've tried and, and it, it for some reason just didn't happen. And what we've done is we've accidentally grown into this weekly live show, which it's a lot of work. It's a considerable amount of work to put the show together. And I know that Dan and I still love doing the show. However, we want to do something that is achievable in in the future. So doing the weekly live streams and getting guests every week, it's, it's more work than we, we really figured it would be. Mm -hmm. And it's not achievable. It's not sustainable. And it's causing too much work. And I want to do a show that... I'm full on excited about and full on energized about. And sometimes that's not possible for me because it's, you know, full day of work for both of us and then a show at night. And I feel like I'm not giving my best. So I also want to make something that's enjoyable for you, the viewers and listeners. And I don't think I can continue doing that the way we're doing it. So Dan and I are guitar stories is not ending as such it's just the guitar stories you know in this format is ending so we will not be doing it weekly live streaming like this for 90 minutes um because it's just it's not working for some reason but we love what we do and we're going to well i just don't want to get rid of those jingles but we're going to, <laughs> we're going to keep this in some format or another and uh, more news on that in the new year 
Right, Dan, have I covered everything or is there anything you'd like to say? You have the ability to always say, you know, put it in so, such nice words that there's very little to add. Um, let me just state that I really appreciated the time, not just the time that we two gentlemen had, but also, you know, with Valeria, who, by the way, had a birthday. So happy birthday, Val. All the best. Um, and, and also Serang and all the others. It was it, it has grown to some sort of like geeky family. And this is uh, quite an achievement because uh, I always had the impression that this is a very... Um, a very healthy atmosphere, a very positive atmosphere where, where everyone really enjoyed talking about guitars, talking about gear, except for the chatbots. Um, and, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, like you said, this comes to an end because it's just so time consuming. And also, you know, we've tried to get all the important or the quirky or the interesting characters from the from the industry. You know, you had guys like Joe Fenton who painted the, the Tremonti guitars and uh, various artists, you know, from from all different brands. YouTubers, uh, it's it has it has been just a privilege to talk to all those guys and to introduce them to some of our uh, viewers, and uh, you know let's let's see what the new year brings. Andy and I we had some some you know intense discussions about how to kind of revive the show or how to kind of further develop the concept, and we'll see what uh, what we can do about it. But it was a hell of a ride, and I think eighty nine episodes in that format that's quite an accomplishment. Yeah, so. No spoilers, but we're going to do airplane-only episodes from now on. So, <laughs> weekly flights. <laughs> yeah, we've met some amazing people. We've been behind the scenes with... I've learned a lot, and I've gained a lot of new friends. And to segue back into tonight's show, one of those friends is with us tonight. Isn't he, Dan? He is, and tonight we welcome... With the second attempt, like I said, metal guitarist Jake Lee, uh, whom we are going to call just Jake from now on, right, Andy? Just Jake. <laughs> yeah, he's from he's from London, and if I'm not mistaken, he started his channel uh, at a quite late stage in 2020 on YouTube. And uh, despite us calling the episode uh, "Why More Metal Is More Good," he is actually not just a metal guitarist, but also a punk rock rock player uh, who has very good skills and is very enjoyable to watch on YouTube. Um, he re recently became signature artist with the British brand LT Custom Guitars and created his own signature model called the pioneer and i'm pretty sure we're going to talk about that because this is probably his very personal guitar story and uh one of the coolest things about jake is that he actually listened to every single episode of the guitar stories podcast from episode zero to actually being the guest in episode 89 and kind of concluding that chapter and uh, that alone makes him one of my favorite guests of all time so let's welcome jake lee hello hey, what what an introduction. That was amazing, Dan. <laughs> I told you who so wouldn't hard. let you down. It was so hard to find anything about Jake, but uh, thanks. Glad I actually, I started my channel in, in December of 2021. Oh, okay. Um, I had it like, I, I, I sort of, um, Alec, you know, um, got the domain and, you know, whatever. Um, but I didn't actually start uploading videos until then. But no, no, but if you looked at my channel, it would have probably said 2020 or something. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It, yeah it my did. first video went up on, on December the 3rd, 2021. All right. So it's okay. been just over a year, and it's wow. uh, it's been some yeah <laughs> some adventure. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, honestly, when I met you, I had no idea that you you're, you were so young in the YouTube world, you know? Um, I assumed that you were some channel in a niche that I was not aware of, and you were, you know, been doing it for years. You, you just, your stuff is professional, it's entertaining, it's all the things that I strive to be, and, um, and I enjoy your content. And I should comment on your videos more, because I just sit there watching them whilst uh, making notes furiously. Copy this, take that, steal those things. You are too kind. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I almost believed you. <laughs> That's the thing, you see. I can I can say those things, and if people don't believe me, they don't notice that I steal their um, their content. Well, the thing is, if you say it with a smile and you seem genuine, people just believe you. Kind of. <laughs> you didn't smile when you said that. I'm not sure if... No. I don't know sure what to think there. Uh, have, you, have you heard about if people yawn and, and you don't have to yawn with them that you're kind of psychopath? I've never heard that. No? Yeah, I've, I was too busy not that? yawning. <laughs> I've heard that, yeah. If, you, if people in the room yawn and then one person doesn't, then they're the psychopath. Yeah. I'm going to be consciously thinking about that all the time now. <laughs> it, it messed with me for years. I was like, yeah. on edge, like, get ready to yawn. I always had a yawn stored just in case, you know? Yeah. One in the bank. Oh, yes. Must start yawning more. You learn something yeah. new every day. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's really weird that, I mean, it's, so, it's genuinely so sad that this is in this format is coming to an end um you know i've always kind of thought oh imagine how cool it would be to like get the sex to be like oh you're coming on as a guest and then i got that a few weeks ago i was like no way um <laughs> but it's almost like you know like um does, do you watch uh walking dead yeah of course i did yes but see so you know like when someone gets bitten and walking dead and they're like oh and it's all sad and there's the sad music and that and then they they get the person who they love to like kill them so they don't turn into the zombie. I feel like yeah. I'm the person putting a knife into your ear. <laughs> ah, okay. I feel like I'm doing something really kind and loving. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> By stabbing you in the face. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you put it that way. I, I... It's very it's romantic. Emotional. It's very romantic. Yeah, I agree. Thank you for um, for bringing the knife. <laughs> Anytime. Anything Thanks. for you, Andy? <laughs> oh, there we go. Here we go. Right. We weren't going to say long, was it, really? It was. We had a little titch of that anyway. Um, right. So we should do some jingles and, and talk about some gear because, you know, we don't want to talk about music or actually playing the guitars. We want to talk about acquiring more of them and looking at them. Mm -hmm. uh, Jake, as you are our honoured guest, you can choose who goes first and which jingle you would like to hear. Um, I'd like to see uh, what Ibanez Dan's picking this week. <laughs> All right, then I roll my Play music. Play jingle, Dan. Don't let us down, Dan. <laughs> All right, which Ibanez did I pick this week? It's actually no Ibanez, and I'm cheating a little bit because it's a guitar that's, that's not available yet, but I fell in love with it, and we're talking about this beautiful instrument. This is a Acoustasonic Jazzmaster, or actually there are two of them. We have a purple one and a beautiful black one. 
that has been mm-hmm. custom made for Mr. Kirk Hammett. And he just recently played it at the annual Helping Hands charity concert, uh, with, you know, among some other guitars. And I was just blown away by the sheer looks of it. You know, the Acoustasonic Jazzmaster is, you know, arguably the most sexy acoustasonic iteration, at least, you know, from my point of view. So seeing yep. that being yep. being hemmetified or metallicified with, with those kind of inlays and the cool purple and, and matte black finish is just something that takes it to next level. That is pretty insane, you know. Yeah. That's just uh, my pick of the week. There's not a lot to say. Um, you know, we could speculate, but there has been no information about that guitar ever becoming a production model. So it might just be a one-off for Kirk and for that occasion. But again, let's j- take a close look. It's a matte purple body. Uh, we've got those super wicked inlays. Um, I don't even know how they, how they are called. I think he always comes up with some weird ideas, some, some uh, satanic or I don't know. It looks like some, yeah, some devilish symbols it's it's pretty insane the jazz mistress jazz mistress yeah so hey here's jake <laughs> and it didn't don't you know somebody who had something to do with that guitar unfortunately not do you i think you do i think i saw on pat's instagram from last week that he had something to do with that no way no really way. i was just looking through i can't see it but i'm pretty sure he put something up earlier saying that he did had something to do with uh, let, me, let me do some research maybe I can, I can add to the conversation but first of all I'm, I'm super curious to hear what do you guys think about the, the looks and uh, the guitar itself how do you like it uh, purple all day long <laughs> all day long exactly okay. it's like purple yes okay and what about the matte black one and again nah. you don't yeah. know not a fan I don't dislike it, just, you know, it's like, uh, why would I go that way when I can go this way to the purple one? It, yeah. It's so good, that purple one, that, uh, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just next level. Sorry, I mean, Dan I, and I are both looking on Pat's Instagram. Yeah, so no, 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 there's, there, there's nothing there, but at least I can find it. But again, like, just look at that purplish guitar. I think it was on his story, but it's gone now. Yeah, it's gone. Oh, damn. Pat, if you're here, if you can hear us, just send us a message. Right, it's got like a like a white edging and then a black sides, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got it's like a white part before the edges. So it's just very very beautiful. And I I have a Jazzmaster Acoustasonic, and they are great. Uh, they are truly great guitars, and they've made the look better for that. I, I think the jazz, the, sorry, the Acoustasonic range was too much for the guitar world when it first came out, mm-hmm. and I was at Fender just before they released them, and they were so stoked about it. And then it kind of, it, it was a, it was not a miss, but not a hit at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now people are actually seeing them being played live rather than just being some gimmick, mm-hmm. and seeing Kirk Hammett play one is, yeah. That's going to open up the doors. I think uh, what Sarang Sarang liked it very much, if I if I uh, remember rightly in this this chat that he says. He says this changes the game for Acoustasonics in my book. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a strong pick, Daniel. Strong pick this week. Thank you very much. And I, I really like, like I just pointed out that that white binding. I'm not even sure if maybe the top of the guitar is matte, and there's the white binding, and there's the rest of the guitar is glossy, which would make it look even cooler. It does look matte, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
That is that's pretty pretty wild. Yeah, so that's my pick, and with uh, with some slight hopes that it might at some point get into production. But actually, that would make Kirk Hammett a artist with three signature guitars with three companies. Yeah. I think I've never heard of that before because he's got uh, the Greenie just had a Greenie release with uh, with Gibson, and of course with uh, ESP LTD, he's got a plethora of signature guitars. But uh, yeah, maybe we'll see something with Fender. You never know. It's Metallica, right? And we definitely need to see more sort of Fender Acoustasonic stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody definitely gets sick of enough. No, not even on release day. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Um, strong pick. Strong, solid start to the show this week, Dan. I'm proud of you and um, also a little disappointed that it wasn't an Ibanez, that you didn't just make up an Ibanez, you know, that doesn't exist just to get it in the last episode. <laughs> I could have picked Kurt Hammett's old Ibanez, you know, back in the day. And True. <laughs> he always, he had that you asked for it, Andy. Yeah, he had that, I, I think it was an RG570 that he always threw around. That that, that guitar, this. Yeah, he, that guitar was, was basically covered in gaffer tape. You know, it had so many dings and dongs and, you know, hit the stage, etc. You know do, do you want to go next? Just... Do you want to go next, Jake, or shall I go next? <laughs> you go next. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. <laughs> I have no idea if that worked for everybody. My video signal just cut out completely. I just heard me jittering around. Um, yeah, my pick of the week for the final week is also breaking all the rules of picks of the week. So Dan broke the rules by, like I did last week, of picking an instrument that doesn't actually exist for purchase. And I'm breaking the rules by picking four instruments. Uh, I'm picking this from Fender Japan. It is the Elemental series. And I think they are absolutely mind-bogglingly stunning. We've got uh, we've got a bass, a hang on, I've got some other photos. We've got a jazz bass, which for some reason has four knobs on it. Four knobs, not one, not two, not three, but four knobs. And then we've got, this is in reverse order of how much, of which ones I like. Then we've okay. got a jazz master with humbuckers and a tunematic and stop tail bridge mm-hmm. with only two knobs and a three-way switch. Then we've got, whoops, then we've got a strat, which is also a, a two-point tram, but also two humbuckers with this funny little scratch play underneath the humbuckers on the lower, on the lower back with three knobs. And then right at the top of the pile of gorgeousness mm-hmm. is this telecaster in... I want to say Arctic White with a purloid scratch guard, which normally would make me gip. But this week, <laughs> that fits. And um, humbuckers and, and telly and matching headstocks, I should say. So let me just calm down. And if anybody wants any more specs and stuff, I can give them to them. What's the initial reaction, gentlemen? I get what you mean about the purloid pick guard and the white. Normally, that would be a, a no-go. but Yeah. It works, Why? doesn't it? it? It just looks good. Mm-hmm. No idea. It just works. Uh, people that listen to the show regularly know that I love Fender Japan, and Fender Japan has sometimes even better, or sometimes the best Fenders are Japanese Fenders, and it makes me sick yep. because I can't get them because I am not <laughs> Japanese, and nor do I live in Japan. So, I mean, I could if I really tried. You know what I mean? So I, I, how I, are those four? What's, what's the number one? Number one is the Telecaster, man. Um, I just think it's absolutely amazing, stunning. Uh, 
which is odd because normally I would go for a jazz master in that, and and, and the Perloid pickguard normally puts me off. Mm-hmm. But something about um, something about that telly. I mean, telly all day long anyway. But that telly, it, it reminds me of the Troublemaker telly. Do you remember those when they did the the Les Paul um, inspired <coughs> yeah. Telecasters, yeah. where it's very minimal. I think it's that pickguard on this one. Uh, they're coming in at 170,500 yen, which I've worked out is 1,300 euros thereabouts. Oh, okay. For made in Japan, that's a fair price. Uh, the telly, where I'm just bringing up some, yeah, I think so. Um, there's, they've adopted colors inspired by elements, which refers to elements such as fire, earth, wind, and water, to read from their translated website. We've got a 12-inch radius fretboard and a C to D compound back neck. Um, back neck. Sorry, I'm, I'm actually literally reading off the website, which has been translated. <laughs> the back neck. The front neck. No. Um, there's only two colors, stone black and Nimbus White. Again, this is translated, but in the future, there'll be other colors for the other oh, okay. elements. Okay. Um, medium jumbo frets. It says two modern modified humbucking pickups, but it doesn't say what they are. Uh, yeah, I, again, I know we only go on looks because that's the most important thing, but I would rock that on stage. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, there's, it's actually always a duo. You have two white ones with the, the telly and the bass, and then you've got the jazz master and the the other strat. That's a, yes. a pretty cool couple. Imagine you're in, the, in a band and one player is playing the strat and the other one is playing the, the jazz master. That's pretty cool. Do you know I how I could see playing this? No. With the strat, it just totally changes the look of it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a very different instrument. It's like a Carbonita kind of thing going on. But um, if Polyphia ever want to change company, I think those <laughs> guitars would absolutely fit Polyphia very well. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. The, the only thing that, that really boggles my mind is that they didn't go with uh, um, dots that, that kind of have a, something special about it, either with black dots that would have been pretty cool. True. Or with some sort of super aggressive white dots or uh, mirror mirror dots or even with blocks i think on the especially on the white one blocks would look red yeah I, that's what's missing for me to make it absolutely complete uh white blocks on mm-hmm. an on a maybe an ebony board mm-hmm. would look fantastic on that telly yeah. um but yeah, it kind of reminds me also of the the buckethead uh, les paul yeah yeah um, yeah and also Jim Root uh, has some Jim Root uh, Telecaster vibes to me as well. You know, he always has those one-colored uh, or unicolored mm-hmm. uh, iterations of the Jazzmaster and the Telly. So, yeah. Strong pick. Very strong pick. Strong, thanks. Poonin but, just, just written Folifia, the Fender Polyphia cover band. <laughs> <laughs> Thank that's you, Poon. That's a good one. Nice one. <laughs> nice one. But since, since uh, we have to pick one, Otherwise, it's unfair if, if you know, if oh, Jake I'll go and for the I, telly. I, you go for I'm telly? going telly. Okay. okay. Yeah, telly, all telly. I have all that. Gotcha. Um, and yes, Sarang, it has a serious uh, Aerodyne energy about it. Absolutely. I, I dig the Aerodyne series hard. <coughs> and I used to have an Aerodyne bass, and I stupidly sold it. Black one. Great. All right. However, however, we've got one pick left. We can't decide that I'm the winner yet. We have to do just, <laughs> you know, pander to our guest for a little bit. Okay, so let's go into full YouTuber shield mode, as it's known I'm ready. throughout I'm the ready. industry. My pick of the week, if I can go to a full screen, 
Hang on. Yeah, all right. Just give me a minute. I, I knew you were going for it. I just had to press a couple of buttons. Is this guitar right here. All right. Oh, what's that, Jake? This guitar is called the JL1. And no, some, no prizes for guessing what the JL stands for. But if we look at Jimmy Longbottom. <laughs> <laughs> this is a one-piece swamp ash body. Okay. Uh -huh. Custom pickups. Look at this purple knob. We got no, um, no, 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 no blocks, no dots. But we do have these loom inlay side dots. We got a reverse headstock, and it's just. If you look, is the that, um, the pickups are loaded in for the Is that a Strangely enough. This is a signature guitar, and if you're interested in this signature guitar, you can go to LT Custom Guitars <laughs> and purchase one of these signature guitars. Who's got a signature guitar with LT Custom Guitars? Well, with look, the... imagine... I mean, you're looking at it, you're probably thinking, Ibanez, but better, maybe? <laughs> it's kind of got that offset look at the bottom. I do like it. That cool headstock. And look at this on the back. Lock it's upside tuners. down. But oh, and what's, 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 on, what's on the back? Shot locking tuners. I can't. Oh. Oh yeah. How about that? Nice. Um, LT Custom Guitars are a small British company. Um, that uh, Lewis uh, he he makes all the guitars there, and he's done guitars for Lee uh, Lee Fuge um, and a lot of other people, and he makes like Strats and Teddies and that kind of thing. Um, but also he does this shape called, which is called the P1, and I've made a few small changes on it, and now it's become the JL1. So yeah, so that's my pick of the week. You've picked your signature guitar. I've got to show the photos you, you've sent me because you look stunning in them. So here he is, looking all moody and um, <coughs> and and big. You look huge in that. You know, it looks like a, a small guitar, like. Uh, like I make guitars look. Then we've got a, a more autumn-y kind of one. I quite like that one. Mm -hmm. And then another autumn <clears> one <throat> where you've taken the guitar out for a little you know, stroll on an afternoon. And then this one <laughs> where you're holding it by the top horn and yes. someone has tried to put a ticket on your car and you're staring at them so they remove the ticket from your car immediately. <laughs> I assume, well, I assume that's what happened. Like, <sighs> they were like, oh, I've already started writing the ticket. So... <laughs> You know what they like. I'm just going to swear then, but I won't. Yeah, better not. Interesting. No. Um, is that is every? You said it's based on the P1. Is every P1 a Swamp Ash guitar, or did you specifically pick that uh, tone wood? <laughs> um, I think you can change between Swamp Ash and something else. Okay. Um, not that tone wood's a thing, of course. Uh, but he also makes something called a P2, which is more um, more sort of exotic woods like. Um, Mahogany and um, walnut and uh, well, some kind of but yeah those kind of things but okay. they were way too nice for me so okay. I just went for the basic kind of um, you know what 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 really what I really like is that combination of a chrome covered humbucker in the neck and that plain humbucker in the bridge it gives me some some solid Tremonti vibes I, I was more than happy to rip off Tremonti for that. Yeah. <laughs> is that um, a tonal choice or an aesthetic choice? Or both? Both. Like, I've got this PRS here. And again, just that's oh, the yeah, Tremonti uh, pickups. Yeah. So, that's yeah, they're, nice. the pickups are kind of based on the Tremonti pickups. They're as close as I could get. They mm -hmm. are handmade, uh, hand wound um, from Alchemy. 
and they're the specs that are very similar to the Tremonti pickups. Okay. So is is uh, uh, LT Guitars uh, always working with Alchemy pickups, or is it a, a conscious decision mm. from you? They'll put other pickups in, but they work very closely with Alchemy pickups. Right. Okay, so it's a go-to brand, basically. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So did, did um, you... Sorry, yeah. Did you watch the Glenn Fricker episode, Jake? I did watch the Glenn Fricker episode. Okay, just... Yeah, you know, getting into pickups quickly. Just <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, to kind of to kind of question at, at least at some point what he said. Uh, you know, guitar pickup database on Instagram. They were doing some sort of measurements. Uh, for instance, uh, pickups with chrome covers and without, and there were some differences. Oh, Even, really? Yeah, yeah. There were some significant differences. I mean, it always depends on how well trained your ears, of course, mm -hmm. and how much gain and distortion you put, and you know how long that chain of effects and amps etc is but at the end of the day if you just plain look at the stats there's a difference so you know uh, for me it was 100 percent on aesthetics yeah nothing else <laughs> <laughs> I, I applaud that and i applaud your honesty um i really like it mate i think it's oh, i've you. seen it before of course um first time i've seen it like moved around so i like the um i like the the arm curve thing uh, yeah, the, it's really, really comfortable. It's really light as well. It's, I think, six pounds four. What's that in kilograms? I'm not savage. Uh, 3.5. Okay. Okay. I've no idea. No, no, or three. Uh, 6.4 pounds in kilos. Come on, Google, don't <laughs> let me down. It's just, it's 290. Two kilograms oh, wow. 90. Oh, okay. Barely under three. Super light. Sweet. That's cool. Um, I, can I? One thing I, I'm not certain on is the headstock. Like I like it all. The headstock is is strange. It reminds me a little bit of my um, SGV from Yamaha. He says, pointing at a guitar that you can't see. There's the SGV. So that's more extreme, yeah. but it's it's a bit yeah. like that. So you've got less headstock yeah, than, um, than than usual. The cool thing about the headstock is it's got a perfectly straight um string string okay. through whatever it's called you know there's no I break that, angle yeah. or anything so it stays in tune really well and it is definitely a sort of love uh, marmite kind of headstock isn't it hmm. uh, i well i don't know uh, that i actually disagree i i'm i'm <laughs> i didn't like it when i first saw it and the more i see it the more i like it does that make sense do you know what yeah. that makes you know that makes perfect sense because i wasn't sure about it at first and I went to the British Boutique Guitar Festival this year, and Lewis was there. It was the first time I met him. And to be honest, like I was, I was meeting all these people. It was the first time I'd done anything like this, so I was kind of overwhelmed with it. Also, I wasn't really taking it in. And at the end of the day, he was like, "Oh, do you want to just take this one back with you?" <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, yeah," and just like play around with it or whatever, just no like obligation or anything. And I, and I, and I put it on my wall, and I left it there for a few days, and I kept looking up at it. And it was growing on me more and more and more because I wasn't a fan of the headstock, to be completely honest at first. And then it just kind of, and even the body shape, I was like, yeah, it's, it's all right. And then the more I looked at it and the more I played it and I just, just loved it. But I completely get it. Yeah. For it me, is. when I first looked at it, it had like kind of, um, you know, Black Machine and those kind of guitars it had that kind of feel to the headstock. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what sort of music does one play with this guitar, ideally? Well, this one is uh, awkwardly set up for drop B, and I like to use a Wham third as well. So 
So I've got oh. like a, a wound 22 here. Right. But because there's less tension, you don't really feel it so much. So you can still do all your, like, your bends and sweep picking and whatever else. It doesn't really get in the way. Yeah. Um, but it, it takes a little bit of time getting used to it. But um, this is a 56, 12 to 56 with a wound. Wow. Um, but but down in down in Bs, so relatively, uh, uh, yeah. it's well, using a set of tens like, really, so it's like nines or tens, yeah, exactly. So yeah. is that like is um, that a twenty five point five inch scale length, or yeah. is it okay? No, not twenty six point five or something. <laughs> okay. No, it's a twenty five and a half inch, and you could probably get away with going for a fifty four in the in the. I'm not really a massive fan of huge strings, so hmm. I think I'm going to try a fifty four in the base, maybe um, eleven to fifty four, just to see how that is. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, it's working really well. Yeah, good, good. Um, can we can we hear it on your YouTube channel? Am I am I not yet? I'm still asking? I'm okay. still uh, yeah coming up with a video for that one. But um, I did I did some videos for his other stuff like the stock P ones, but that one I'm still working on. Okay. He actually slid into my Instagram DMs the other day and said that he'll be watching. So he's probably watching right now. Oh, he's cool. working late tonight. So hello, hello Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I've done that thing where I start taking on the other people's accents. Sorry. All right. There's a go. All right. All right. Um, that's really annoying. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> we have to buy, borrow, or burn. But before we do, I need to get a price on that Jake Lee custom. Please. Well, what you got to remember at first is it's oh, completely God, handmade. Oh, the pickups are handwound. <laughs> You've been watching too we've, much guitar stories. We've got the, the, be the best of the best quality. We've got hip shot. We've got hip shot locking tuners. Locking tuners, not to forget. Lock it's hip shot locking tuners, tuners. yep. You know, we've got CTS pots. We've got a switchcraft output jack. Yep. Look at this rear axe. Look, the, the perfect guitar for YouTube pickup demos. Rear axis, so you don't have to take all the strings off. Just pop them out, change the strings. It's not quite the cream tea kind of um, Jake, thing going on. Jake, but... Jake, 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 show me the money. <laughs> Hand built in the UK. <laughs> by Lewis himself. <laughs> Seventeen nine nine, not so bad. That's not so bad. Not at all. Or you can get the stock really P one for like sixteen. Hmm. All right. I thought we were going to go nearer three. Yeah. I thought we were up near three thousand. Dan, what did you think? Yeah, two point five ish, definitely. One seven for a hand built guitar in the UK. Is that one one thousand seven hundred pounds? Yeah. Yeah. So so just under eighteen hundred. Pounds. Yeah, hmm. or if so you get, a, if you get a, euros, the base model is like sixteen hundred pounds. So it's like eighteen. Okay, I, I am 1850. not turned off by that. Yeah, that's like sub two k. Yeah, Lewis, that's a, that's, that's a good, price good price with all those stuff going on. Um, Michael Lerner says seventeen ninety nine is a steal, and. Um, hmm. And also Nissan 570LSX says he'd take two for that price. So, yeah. Well, obviously, because reason is an excellent made, price. Because they're all custom and handmade. You haven't got to have more like silly signature on the headstock or anything like that. It's completely. Mm. And Alex says better than 3,500 for a Chapman. I don't know. I haven't played either, but I see your point. <laughs> what's a building, what's point. a building time for the, uh, for the uh, JK? Uh, I'm Super not sure thing. what his current sort of lead time is at the moment, but. I think this took about two and a half months to arrive. Okay. But we we were not under any pressure or anything, and I think mm. we wanted to, we wanted it for a specific date, which was a bit further along. So I'm not sure, but I, I'd imagine around two two months, maybe less. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gentlemen, 
now that we've finally heard the price. I, I love the way you delivered that. And it kind of reminded me um, of, of being at a market stall and someone trying to sell me something that was absolute dog poo. Um, and it turns out it wasn't. Yeah. So I, but what I you do, the, the secret is you make it seem like this is going to be... And then when you say it, like... It's like you know when you do your exams at school and you tell your parents you got one thing and you go home you're like oh no it was really this and it's still not good but it went as bad as the one you told them. Good point. I never learned that skill back then. <laughs> it's, too, it's too late for me. Right, uh, Jake, are you excited to play the best game in the world? I've waited my whole life for this moment. All right. Right. Let's play the jingle. I borrow or burn. All right. Right. What does the chat say, by the way? Uh, let's go in reverse order. Go in reverse order. Let's go Jake, then yeah. me, then Dan. How's that? All right. Okay. Okay. So, Jake, you've got to buy one, you've got to borrow one, and you've got to burn one. It could be Dan's imaginary Jazzmaster Acoustasonic. It could be one of mine unobtainable uh, Japanese Fender Element series, the Telecaster. Or it could be your very own custom guitar from LT Guitars. Well, someone just said my London is showing. I didn't realise, but um, I think that. So, so wait, wait. So I'm, I'm picking for myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just pick for yourself. We, we, we've we've done away with guessing for other people. I, I couldn't deal with the complicated scenario. <laughs> but I understand how this works. We we can do this. You want to do? It? Do you want to guess? Want to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do the increased difficulty. Why not? All okay. right, let's bring it back. Yeah. Let's bring back the the stress for me. All right. <laughs> Who are you guessing for, Jake? I'm going to guess for. I'm going to guess for Dan. Okay. I think Dan wants to buy the Acoustasonic, borrow my guitar, and burn your guitars. Spot on. Ooh. It hurts how quickly you said it. Like, like it was like ripping off a plaster. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, man. It's like you, you, do, you, you do that it done. quickly as well, right? Otherwise, it hurts so much. Yeah, but like when you break up with someone, you, you at least you you sort of take them for dinner or you explain some things about it. But Send no, text, Jake right? doesn't. We're not Jake Metallica. Doesn't. We're not Dave Mustaine and, and James Hetfield. Come on, well, it's just a quick text message. <laughs> We're not I, breaking up. I actually feel good. That was nice. I, I, yeah. The way that you built up your own guitar, I was expecting some long, long-winded, you know, explanation. But no, no, straight on the burn pile for me. <laughs> I, that's, I, I, mm, mm, yeah, I, I would have also guessed the same thing for Dan. Okay. Not as quickly, but I would have guessed the same thing. Right. Shall I guess and for you, right. Andy? Shall I guess for you? Yeah, and I, I actually don't know the answer, so you <laughs> might be bringing me to an answer. Okay, let me, let me, let me, try, let me try to explain why you would pick what. Yeah, uh, yeah give, I, give me some words. Don't, don't do a Jake. That was, I, that was yeah. painful. Okay, okay. I think, I think you would definitely buy the telly because that has that checks so many boxes and I think it's in a very reasonable ballpark in terms of price with thirteen hundred bucks. And you know, even importing from Japan isn't a hassle. That really it's really not that that, that hard and, and adds uh, mm -hmm. to the overall price. Um I'm I know I'm very harsh here, but I think you are a jazz master aficionado and you like purple and you like inlays, cool stuff. I really think... Can I just say, like, it goes to a purple on the edge? It goes from, like, a blue to a purple. 
Of course. No, no, that's why I said Andy, Andy is a, a, a real gentleman and he would never be rude. But in that case, you know, we're talking about a jazz master, Christosonic, so he would definitely borrow that from Kirk himself and never return it. And uh, he would hesitantly but ultimately have to burn the Jake Lee signature guitar. Not because he doesn't like it or he doesn't like you, but... You're telling me he would burn the drop B yeah. 18K output guitar? Yeah. Come on, surely I, not. I, I think so. I know. That sounds it, right up Andy Street. I know. It's like his Desert Island guitar, but at the end of the day, you know, he's got to make some tough choices. And in that regard, I think we're just we're just where we stand. Okay, how about Desert Island guitar? <laughs> you know, when you may have to make a decision between two things, you flip a coin. Well, no. And the coin. decision is not based on the results of what the coin lands on, heads or tails. The decision is based on what you are hoping for when the coin lands. You know, I, I hope, then you manage to decide when it's in the air. <laughs> it was when you spoke, Dan, that I realized what my decisions would be. So you were the aforementioned coin flipping in the air with three sides on it. Mm -hmm. And you are absolutely right that I would have to buy the Japanese Fender Elemental Telecaster. It just, it does tick all the boxes apart from the block inlays and it could tick a few more boxes if I'm honest. So not all of them, but a lot of them. As for the remaining two, Daniel. <laughs> yes. I'm afraid you're wrong. Are you telling me you would prefer the metal, rock metal guitar over a jazz master? I am telling you that out of those two instruments, okay. I would rather, I, I would have to play Jake Lee's custom, the JL100, was it? No, JL. JL1. JL1, beg your pardon. Um, I'd have to play it because I, I know what that Jazzmaster Acoustic Sonic is going to feel like. The fact that it's purple makes it even better. But if I burn the JL1, I'm never going to know what it's like. Hmm. And it excites me. And I need to know if I love that headstock even more. And I'm not doing this because because Jake's here. But in the true true spirit of the game, where which one excites me more, even though that purple Jazzmaster all day long, I'm so curious about the way Jake presented this guitar. I have to know. Right. I have to know. Okay. And setting a match to it would mean I would, I would never know. So I'm afraid, Dan, you're wrong. I would... Buy me Elemental, I would borrow the JL1, and I would have to burn the purpley, which is right. sure what he's going to call it. I think Jake sold it so Jake well. Jake broke Andy. Jake I don't even Andy. know what's going on anymore. I'm sold. Yeah, yeah. How Andy's sold, sold to, to borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whew, okay. Right, before we get, uh, before I guess for Dan, uh, no, guess for Jake, sorry. See, I've screwed it up already. I told you I would. Um, before I guess for Jake, let's go to the chat and see what chatty, chatty, chatty people would do. And if you're at home listening, play along, just shout it out and we'll hear it through the, through the energy of the universe. Mm -hmm. Right, Valeria, the birthday girl of the week, would buy Dan's Fender, borrow Jake LT's, what Jake's out, uh, burn Andy's Fender. I wish I didn't read that one out. Oh, damn it. I should have read that before I actually read it. Um, well, <laughs> Valeria, if you want to be like that. Chris Franklin would buy Jake, borrow Andy, and burn Dr. Dan. But you want all three. I assume you mean the picks, not the people. I, I know Chris, and he, he doesn't. 
He means the people. Okay. Okay. But we like Chris. He's really Fine. nice. He makes guitars as well. <laughs> hey, Chris. Please, please don't burn me. I'm no witch. <laughs> uh, what else we got? We've got Sarang would buy the Fender Strat and or Tele from Japan because finally something new from Fender. Borrow the <laughs> LTJL1 because it's right up his alley and burn the KH Acoustasonic because, well, it's an Acoustasonic. So I thought love. Sarang was going to be turned on. I thought he was going to switch to the Acoustasonic because of that, Dan. You didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Nissan would buy the LT, borrow the telly, and burn that Acoustasonic. There's a lot of Acoustasonic burning going on. I'm surprised. Not a lot of Acoustasonic love going on. Yep. I- I'm surprised. Oh, but don't worry. Thomas Steiger would buy the purple Acoustasonic, See? borrow the guitar from Jake, and burn the white telly because tellys are not his thing. Mm. Fair. Absolutely fair. Um, and I, I... The Acoustas- <laughs> Purple Rocket 666 says the Acoustasonic would probably burn the best. <laughs> Sounds like a video there, Jake. Sounds mm. like a video, an expensive video, but a fun one. I think, first of all, we need to see what it sounds like with a wah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Or 15 of them. Or 15. <laughs> Chained up. Uh, finally, let's just go to Cranar, who would borrow <laughs> the JL1, buy the Fender Strat... What? And burn the Acoustasonic. Where's, <laughs> where's the Strat in this mix, Craner? <laughs> it's probably his personal preference. He would buy the Fender Strat, right? That's fine. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. I am guessing for Jake. Okay. Of Jake Lee Guitar. Of LT Custom JL1 fame. Okay, I got it. He is going to burn my Telecaster, borrow the Acoustasonic, and buy his own custom, the JL1. Yeah. <laughs> because I really want to, you know, I'm not quite up there with the sort of high um, high level YouTubers yet, so I haven't been given one of these Acoustasonics to try. So I've never tried one. And I'm really but, curious to try. Um, I was going to buy one recently, and it came down between that and the, the little PRS parlor thing. So I decided to go for the PRS but I do really want to try the Acoustasonic. Um, the Fenders, I love the look of the Fenders. Nothing wrong with them. It's just I really want to try the Acoustasonic. All right. And, you know, I'm an incredibly loyal person, so I couldn't burn Lewis's guitar. Hell no. Of course not. Yeah. I made that with his hands, yeah. which is 1799. <laughs> uh. <laughs> right. Well. <laughs> All right. I think there's one thing that we can take from that is that both picks, Andy's and mine, are very polarizing. Like if there's a convenient medium that everyone agrees on is that Jake's custom... uh, It's a lot of guitar for the money. Custom guitar for $17.99 is a very strong and very good pick and... uh, our, our choices or our picks, they kind of polarize. And some people hate it. Some people don't have a lot of love for the Acoustasonic. And some people don't like telly. So fair enough, right? But I think, uh, you know, hell freezes over because um, you were right by, with guessing. And I think your pick was um, uh, at least the stronger one compared to mine. So congratulations. Mm, thanks. You're welcome. I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. How, how does it feel? I feel good. I feel good actually. I felt if I if I'd been totally burned, I would have been upset because okay. I think I would have disagreed heavily and vetoed the game. But um, 
yeah, I, I stand by what I said about my picks, and let's be done with it, gentlemen. Let's move on to some actual guitar talk. Yeah, and instead look, of look who's here. Talk. Alti Custom Guitars, you missed us um, not burning your guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Lewis. Right. Um, I want to know stuff about Jake because he's a bit of a mystery, Dan. Is that Jake? And, oh, yeah. Uh, all I know so far is that he makes great YouTube videos. He plays guitar wonderfully. And he's a really nice bloke that can sell guitars, you know, like nobody's business. When you've got guitars like this, they just sell themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and for seventeen ninety nine, there's nothing that can go wrong, right? <laughs> All right, let, let, let's start with, with his guitar story. Jake, I really yes. want to know, what was the first guitar that you really like started playing on and maybe even started to woodshed and kind of discovered the instrument for yourself? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, then, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Oh, you brought it? Because I have it no right way. here. No wow. way. So this is my Goodbye. first ever guitar. Let's get you full screen. Hang on. It's going to choose me. There we go. No, that's not full screen. Yeah. So this is a Squire Strat. This is a Affinity. Affinity? Yep. Yeah. Squire Strat. Mm. Bought Top. from Argos. And you want to know Wicked. Yep. Wicked. This was... Um, so I got this in 1998. Christmas, I think, and then I repainted it with my mum a few years later. Okay. Because I really, 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 really wanted paint. Well, I really wanted a Tom DeLonge Strat so bad, and I thought there is no way I'm ever going to get a Tom DeLonge Strat. So we repainted it, and I done my best, done everything I could. We got the Invader in there. The Invader is quite a new. Uh, invader, I can see the Invader. Yeah, it's. It's beautiful. It's a great choice. Uh, is it just the one knob? It is just the one knob. Fantastic. All you need. One volume knob. No. Um, just one. Just one tone knob. One volume knob. No tone knob. <laughs> um, so yeah. I got to stop you for a minute, Jake. Um, we need to do some education, if you don't mind, because Sarang, our good friend Sarang, has just written. Whoa, I never knew Argos did guitars. It was a different time. Um, all right, Dan, do you know what Argos is? Being No clue. Okay. Uh, Argos is a shop that doesn't have anything in it. Argos <laughs> is, is a shop that you walk into, or you can go online now these days, uh, but you go into the shop and there's just, let's, there's catalogs and you, you select the number and then you, actually it's changed since then. You used to have these laminated catalogues. Do you remember how laminated they were, Jake? And you you peel the pages apart, and at the back were the toys. That was the most important part. And then just before the toys, or somewhere within the toys, were the musical instruments. So you had your Casio keyboards. Sometimes you had your encore guitars, yep. those the, the, the guitar packs. And then they started doing Squire stuff. Uh, and then they had garden furniture and televisions and you know, everything. And, and it used to be like things... a red strat or a black strat. Yeah. Squire affinity. Um, yeah. Mine was black originally and now some kind there of green. Are. But yeah. And the joke is in, in the UK at least that Argos, if you weren't really serious about guitar or if you were unlucky enough to have a guitar from Argos, I guess. Okay. Um, it's, the, it's just the rock packs we get these days. But Argos mm. is a, a, a British standard of... Oh, yeah shopping and 
It's like the yeah, German Hertie caster. We had those big chains called Hertie, and then they would sell like the very cheap Fender knockoff guitars. So every, almost everyone's first guitar was a Hertie caster. Didn't know that. <laughs> no. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. But nowadays, I'm, I'm not sure. Is Argos like? Is it still like that? But ex, ex, uh, instead of the catalogs, they have some sort of iPads where you can pick that stuff. It's exactly yeah. the same. Like it's hardly uh, even changed at all. Except I don't think they do the catalogs anymore, do they? Or- Okay. I, I, have, I haven't seen them, I, um, okay. but I went there uh, when I was back in England a few months ago, okay. and um, I went in and was very confused by there being no little blue pens. That really freaked me out. Uh, <laughs> where's the blue pens? I need to restock. Um, I used to be a bit scared of going into Argos because when I was at school, someone told me this story of that they were in Argos and then some like crazy person came in and chopped someone's fingers off. What? Yeah, I don't even know if it was true, but it stayed with me for a long time. Mm. Like they were at the, they were at the keypad, like typing in their item that they wanted, and they just came along with a knife and chopped their fingers off. And you know what? This guy probably also didn't yawn. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'd get to having one of my fingers cut off, and I probably would have moved my hand. But you could maybe you were like relaxing, or maybe just like there, bang, done. Yeah, true. Yeah, mm. maybe it was like a meat cleaver or something. Mm. But I loved it. It was three numbers, then a slash, and then three numbers, right? And I used to try and type... This is not Guitar Stories content at all, but I've just, <laughs> I've just had a bit of a nostalgic moment. And, um, yeah. But at the back, Dan, you were the collection point. There were these just massive rows uh-huh. of just shelving, and everything you desired would be within these shelving. And my, my cousin oh. worked there for a while, and he said it was amazing. Sweet. And, uh, yeah. And if you anyway. do go to Argos now, no, no, this is important. Right, so if okay, you go sorry. to Argos now, always just buy the stuff online first and then get sent the reservation number. It saves so much time. You don't have to queue up. You don't have to, like, go to any collection point. You just give them your number and it's straight there. Saves so much time. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like Amazon, but you just go and pick it up, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. But it's only when you're Can desperate. You still- like, who goes to Argos unless they're desperate? It's like someone's birthday and you're like, ah. Oh. Because <laughs> you can't do Amazon because it's the next day, so you've got to go to Argos. <laughs> right. So it's the the disorganized person's Amazon. I'm just I'm just on argos.co.uk looking at what guitars they've got. Do they have guitars there still? They've got a pink they've got a pink acoustic, they've got a rock jam electric guitar kit with amp, hundred and thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. Rock yeah. jam seems to be the, the Hurticaster of the modern Argos. Um Oh, they've also got plastic ones with plastic mic stands as well. But, mm-hmm. oh, God. Oh, but actually, there, there is a red and black Strat in the top thing. You're absolutely right, Jake. Squire. I don't oh. see a Squire in, in, the, oh. in the thing, but it looks like a Squire in the picture. That's called, what's a, what's a brand? Is it Rock Jam or what does it say? Rock Jam, yeah. Or Martin yeah. Smith and Music Alley, stuff I've never heard of. We should yeah. have had that as a as a pick of the week. <laughs> what? Third Avenue quarter size, quarter, not three quarter, one quarter size junior electric guitar pack, ninety pounds. Mm-hmm. Looks no. all right, actually. No. This is, is really that... different to how I expected today to go. Yeah, it's gone <laughs> gone very very differently. Um, you you started it. You brought Argos into. Let the, me tell you this, right? So anyway. So I've got this Argos guitar, and I've done some playing on it and stuff. Yeah. And eventually, one day, 
as if by magic. This was probably like one of the most like best moments of my life, by the way. Oh, that's an original. Really... There you go. No way. You got it. Sweet. Tom DeLong in C is that Seafoam Green, right? Seafoam Green. Oh, sorry, Surf Green. Surf Green. Surf, surf green yeah. With a... <laughs> I get that wrong. People get very emotional about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> surf, surf Green. You can see how it's like kind of yellowed over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so a I think good, this was great condition. 2001 that I got this. Wow. Yeah. And and did you get it new or was it used or what's the story? I got it for a Christmas one year. Wow. <gasps> it must have been a good boy that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, like, I didn't get it. I was told I got it for Christmas, but right. they didn't have it in stock or something. So, and then a few months later, I think it was like the February or something, I was sitting in like part of my house and I just looked up and it was there on the wall and I was like, <laughs> time stood still. <laughs> slow motion. Suddenly slow motion. Just you look at it. Unbelievable, yeah. Fantastic. Bless you. Yeah. What do you think of the uh, the Starcaster that uh, that he's? Do you know, I hate. I, I wasn't a fan of the the free, uh, the Gibson stuff, and I'm not really a fan of the Starcaster stuff. I'm a massive fan of that period of time. You know how things were. That whole setup, that whole rig, that whole sound. Um, everything else to me is just like a watered down kind of. It doesn't mean anything to me. That period of time is, you know, it's where I'm in. from, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I, I hear you. I, I, I honestly I don't know why he just didn't go back to the Strat. I love the Starcaster. I'm really into it. Well, but... I think a big part of it is he's 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 very tall. He's like you, and he feels that a Strat on him is he doesn't like it. He likes a bigger guitar. I didn't know. So that was, and I think a uh, Jazzmaster type thing was spoken about, but the Starcaster was where we ended up. Mm -hmm. Um. Let's just go back to Argos for a moment because Sarang says, <laughs> Sarang says that, by the way, the Argos website says that 34 of those strats have been ordered in the last 24 hours. That's why we're doomed. There are 34 guitar players that are only going to play for a couple of months now and then realize <laughs> that it sounds awful and it's impossible to play. And then they're going to break a string and they're never going to replace it. Mm. That's it. Get your guitar, guitar over. Mm-hmm. Sorry. We just we just got five euros from Mikhail. I think that's a nod Whoa. to to a to a to a season five in some sort of uh, form. It's a nod to a peak. Yeah. It is a peak, peak of entertainment. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I feel really, really I've just looked down at the um at the chat and there's so many people that I haven't said hello to. So hello Adam and Perfecto and Valeria. And uh, I'm not, it's making me look like I'm doing some kind of Oscar speech now. Just being polite, saying thank you and hello. <laughs> you, you don't and have to speak to the normies. No. We don't speak to the normies. Not anymore. We're above that. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> That's a joke. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks, Mikhail. Appreciate it. Love you. I shall hug you next time I see you. Um, I mean, amps. Uh, did I see a diesel behind you? It looked a bit like a VH4. That's, that's an Ibanez. What are you talking about? That's the Ibanez VH4. If you go to the full screen, you'll see. I am, I am. Wait, wait, wait. Go on. And then oh, I got, yeah. a, um, I got the uh, Ibanez VH4. And the Ibanez Series 1. How did I not see that already? Oh, you're a genius. 
So because I got bl- so confused because I read the Ibanez, yeah, but yeah. I saw the knobs of a VH4 and I thought, <laughs> what the what's going on? <laughs> you're a very clever little man. Not yeah, little man. Yeah. You're a very clever standard sized big man. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so weird. <laughs> I do my best. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah, I heard a VH4 on a recording the other day. It was one of the best guitar tones I've ever heard in my life. And I'm going to have to stump up the cash for VH4 at some point. It Just just for that one channel, it, it just sounded phenomenal. A lot of people say that for the one channel, but Channel 1, one of the best clean sounds I've ever heard, honestly. Channel 4, brilliant, brilliant lead sound. Channel 2 is the only one I'm a bit like, yeah. But Channel 3, obviously. Um, I've had that since 2012, and... Before that, I was going through rectifiers, triple rectifiers, dual rectifiers, JCM 800s, 900s, just I'm trying everything nonstop. And I was always wanting I had big racks, like the JMP1 rack with all the stupid stuff. And I got that. And literally, from that moment, I've never wanted another amp. I've had other amps since that are more convenient to gig with, cheaper to gig with. But as far as tone, that's it. Just 100% happy. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it ridiculously ugly or is it strangely beautiful? I don't know. I have that. <laughs> I was also told by the owner of the VH4 that I heard that it um, that the channel one needs to be heard. It's not just all about channel three, <clears throat> but um, it's like a piano. It's it's unbelievable. Okay, I'll um, I'll have to try it. With the right but guitar and the right cab. I mean, obviously, cabs well, are the only thing that matter, but hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What what cab do you play it through? I've got one of the oversized diesel 212s with vintage 30s. Have you I've got very a nice. few others. I've got like an X-Pattern a vintage 30 and Marshall yeah. cab. And, but but yeah, the main one is the diesel cab. Do you have a preference when it comes to, to the actual loudspeaker? Um, <laughs> it depends on the amp. Uh, usually the vintage 30, but I like the GK 100s. I know Adam in the chat; he's not a fan of them. But <laughs> if you got if you get them with the right amp, it, it does sound pretty. I think it sounds pretty good. But to be fair, Adam does know. Yeah. Okay. Well, did you see Glenn's thing about the vintage V30s and and yeah, do you these have are any... these are whatever came with the. I think I got this cab in 20, 2013, so it would have been whatever. But they're well broken in as well. I, I mean, even for, when I first got it, I took it to the studio. Done all the kind of like breaking in, playing on clean, like really loud, and doing the big chords yeah. and that kind of thing. And yeah, and I've used it on every kind of recording and EP album, anything like that I've done. Other people have used it for their albums as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Let, let's talk about your band. Are you, are you in a band currently? Because I've seen some pictures and <clears throat> content of you playing in bands, but not recently. Yeah, it's um, I play in a, a rock band called Repair to Ruin. We're like a three-piece kind of drop B heavy rock band. I wouldn't say metal, just heavy rock. And a pop-punk band. So I relive in my young days with uh, appropriate guitars. <laughs> not not the P1. Okay. Not, not yet. Not, not, not yet. But uh, yeah, so I do that. Um, this year has been... I've, I've done a fair few gigs with the pop-punk band, Q Cliché. Um, one of the big, the biggest gig of the year that we had was Hearts Pride, which we do most years, which is a big festival in Hertfordshire. Usually, a good few thousand people there, but 
this year it coincided with another big event in my life, which was 42 Gear Street. So I had to break it to the band. But <gasps> I had to make that just... But I managed to get somebody to fill in for me. And, uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, as, as for Repair to Ruin, I mean, we gigs last weekend. It was our first and last gig for this year. And then we've got, I think, three sort of mini tours booked up for next year. All right, cool. Brilliant. And yeah. are you playing originals or covers in this pop punk? Yeah, so all originals. We I'm really throw... glad to hear that. I feel like, I feel bad that I haven't heard it. I feel that I didn't. I did do my homework, but I couldn't. I couldn't find you. I'm going to blame you for not doing a good enough job of promoting your band. There, <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> I wouldn't disagree. The rest of my band wouldn't disagree as well. They're like, you're just pushing this YouTube thing. Yeah, there's no information uh, on your Instagram about the band. You there was. Scroll, you have to scroll through the feed to actually find something. And that, that is the, the complete length of our research that we've done. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram.com. <laughs> and the Argos catalog. No. But, but Jake, are you, are you using the diesel as well for the punk? Uh, I don't use punk? the diesel live. No, It's okay. too heavy. Okay, okay. So what's your, what's your life rate? I've, live, I've, I've recently bought one of those little pedal babies from Orange. All right. And I okay. use the HX Stump. Um, I've also got a 212 EVH... 5150 combo which again is way too heavy so i tend to use hx stomp that kind of thing okay i've been trying to go live direct i've been trying to go direct live for the past since like 2008 2009 and i think that only now we're getting to the point where venues kind of understand that kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah, i think I that the technology was there and i think that like for example you'll know this venue the underworld in london andy um, so, so I'd play a few gigs there. The sound would be amazing. Perfect. You've got your own monitor people. You've got loads of monitors on the stage. You've got people out front who really know what they're doing. You go to a smaller venue. If you haven't got a backline behind you, it kind of just gets lost and you rely yeah. on the monitors and it's not a good enough situation. So either the vocals suffer or your guitar sound suffers. But I think now we're just about getting there where venues can sort of understand because so many people are doing it now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something I'm kind of doing in my band as well. We're we're, we're testing out many different rigs, and through you know having the YouTube <laughs> channel, we have the luxury of having many amps available to test out. And I would love to just do pedalboard on the floor, straight to front of house, done. Because I'm 41 years old and getting lazier by the minute. <laughs> have you tried? Have you have you done any gigs like that so far? Yeah, but that was way back with a Pod XT um, in 2008, seven, seven, eight, And it sounded absolute gash, to put it in as a word I would have used back then. It sounded awful. It sounded awful, couldn't feel the guitar, couldn't hear the guitar, played totally from muscle memory. Um, it sounded... Yeah, I also had a different... It's on me as well. I had a different patch for every song, you know, idiot. Um... <laughs> So yeah, uh, I'm totally into the the pedal baby or the the black star stuff they've got going the amp one or anything that's that. This small, I've got an HX stomp that I'm enjoying. I've recently started using the Plethora X3 from TC Electronic, mm. which is. In fact, I want I want to tell you a little toot my own horn story, if I may. Okay. Because uh, I've got to. 
I was flipping through the presets and I got to one I wasn't reading the screen. I thought, that sounds brilliant. And I started playing on this, this setting for ages. I looked over. It turns out it was a preset that I designed for the unit for TC Electronic. And it's called Geeky Twanging. And... Um, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was impressed by my own <laughs> preset. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> so so who's got when the, I do the, the review, I should put that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, the, there's about five presets that I did. Oh, are they wow. called tone prints or something like that? I wasn't aware of that. Um, was that was that done at Gehead uh, University or no? No, it was no. done right here. Oh, you so, did it at home. Okay. Yeah, right here. So fantastic. Yeah. What that, what that tells me is I know what I like. Yeah. That's, you know, it doesn't. It's not necessarily good. But I know what I like because when I heard it again, not knowing it was my own presets, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, that is, that's really cool because I find that any, with any of this stuff, like you run through the presets and there is nothing usable ever because it's like they just want to show off like the most sort of silly sounds that, mm -hmm. that are possible. They're not usable. They're not real life kind of sounds. So you have to go through and program your own stuff. I think that's the case with with the full on like the the Helix stuff and the the full on stuff that has amps and cabs and everything. Definitely want to do f silly stuff and push the effects to the maximum. Uh, Omar said to the max. Then <laughs> uh, push it, push it to the max. To max. Yeah. But the plethora is just it doesn't have amps. It doesn't have overdrives and stuff like that. So. There's some actual usable things, uh, mm. and I was really surprised by this little unit, having come from things like the HX Stomp, which I still love and still use, but they are guilty of, um, you know, the presets danger. Hmm. And what are you using to power? Uh, I'm putting that through the Blackstar Amped One and the Pedal Baby, and the Thermion. I can't remember what it's called, but the Thermion power amp thingy. Uh, I'm pushing that through some vintage V30s behind me. I'm always rotating gear. I, I'm guilty of never having the same rig twice, which is very frustrating <laughs> yeah. for people that play music with me. It's good you have to create presets because then you have a, you can just dial it in like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> done. Done, done, done. Um, yeah, I, I also uh, pop punk. I remember I was massively into pop punk back in the day, but I was ashamed of it, which is thinking back was so weird because I think yeah. Well, I don't want to like offend you or anything, but you're just like a couple of years ahead of me. So you came from like the grunge Britpop thing, didn't you? So I can yeah. see why looking at like early 2000s, late 90s pop punk would be kind of cringy and embarrassing. But for me, that was my gateway into music. So I didn't see it that way. Yeah. But it's so fun. It's so happy. It's so enjoyable to play. It's so... And the downstrokes. And it's... it's it is in some ways predictable, but yes, some ways it, it's not. It, it's um, it's surprising. And, yeah. and Blink One Eight Two are one of my favourite bands, and their humour and their enjoyment for music was just infectious. And the videos, and you know, I don't know why I was ashamed of it. It's, it, I think you're right. It was the fact that grunge was serious, you know, and down and dour, and then suddenly pop punk was sparkly and, and shiny and happy and. Well, sunny. for me, it was like looking at people like. Tom DeLonge and you'd look, I mean, I just look at myself, say if I was born like 15 years earlier or whatever, and, and the, the stuff on the radio or whatever was getting me into music was like all this shrapnel record stuff, like all this guitar wizardry. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I don't know if true. I would have stuck with it so much because looking at bands like Blink, it made it accessible. You looked at it, and you're like, yeah. I'm better than that. And he's up there doing it and he doesn't care. Yeah. He's yeah. singing about three words out of 15 in tune and he doesn't yeah. care. <laughs> and that's the, I think that's what gave me the confidence to be able to do it. It's like looking at people like that. Yeah, uh, exactly the same for me, but with grunge. And yeah. it was more an attitude than it was the right notes. Um, but yeah, then also, I, can I can appreciate the real you know, players, mm -hmm. the virtuosos. And still, I think back in the day, especially Blink and those kind of bands, they had that ingenious kind of simplicity to it. So on one hand, you know, a lot of people could relate to it and would say, okay, I, I can do it myself. But yeah. when you actually look at the actual, actual composition at how, how poppy it is, how, you know, radio com, uh, compatible is, it is, there's something to it, you know, yeah. because it's not, it's not easy to write a song like that. No, because no. it's almost like, it's almost like nursery rhymes, but you try and write a catchy nursery rhyme. It's, it's not easy to do. Yeah. It's, um, I think the, obviously like the producer, I think with Blink's case, a big part of it was Jerry Finn. And he was like the fourth member of Blink. And I think like once he died and, you know, wasn't involved anymore, everything kind of changed. And But up until that point, I think that, yeah, it's it's not an easy, it's not as throwaway and easy as people would first assume just by listening to it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Baby shark. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most viewed video on YouTube and they've made a, a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun and my kids love it i was telling dan earlier you know because it's a free-for-all tonight on topics uh my kids discovered um crazy frog today oh. and <laughs> my son is five years old he's at optimum crazy frog age oh, like yeah. he, he you could probably cut him up at the moment he'd bleed crazy frog you know uh <laughs> that's a subject we won't get into no, no what to please don't, don't do. recommend it no. But I, I saw the moment he discovered Crazy Frog, and that's that's going to be a pivot. He just saw his you you saw him change like, and then. And did Daddy, did this, you introduce this, him to Crazy Frog? No, they they like doing the shuffle dance on YouTube. They put YouTube on the telly, and they watch these people doing the shuffle dance thing, and they copy it, and it's hilarious. And they have a great time, and they're just fully loving life. And then that video ended and YouTube decides, well, they, they want people to continue watching. So they streamed another video, which just happened to be Crazy Frog. And as it's playing, he's telling me what's happening on the screen. And you can just see him like, like just fully in it, but wanting to share this experience, kind of like, you know, what you've just talked about with Blink-182 and, and for me with Nirvana and then later Blink and, and Green Day and stuff. Like just totally being like okay this is who i am you know and he is crazy frog right now and that is so beautifully <laughs> annoying i feel like if we had this conversation in a week's time i think you're gonna be less enthusiastic about crazy frog just a little bit oh, oh oh i am um but i just happen to have the crazy frog cd single that i've saved for moments like this because uh i used oh, to I used to be a children's entertainer, if you didn't know that about me, yeah. anybody. And um, I have all those things on CD. I've got all the Smurf hits, you know. Uh, I Want a Little Puppy is, is one of my favorite. <laughs> <sighs> Do you know, is it like the, the English Smurf version? Because there's also the German one that's hilarious. Ah, uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard the, the, the Schlumpfer. No? 
with Father Abraham, that Dutch singer, and then they go, Sag mal von wo kommst du denn her? Herr Schlumpfhausen, bitte sehr. That's pretty groovy. <laughs> <laughs> ben just lost his job. <laughs> so don't you sing it again? <laughs> no, it's, it's um, pretty fun for the kids as well. You gotta, you gotta save those cassettes and, 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 and CDs and everything. Don't throw it away, guys. If you don't have kids yet, don't not. throw it away. <laughs> um, so what you're saying is if we were to ever go on like a long journey, Andy, a long, yeah. long journey. Never. Together, just you, just us three, like in the guitar stories. Bus. We'll see. Never give you access to Spotify. Never <laughs> let you be the one who controls it. <laughs> I'm not all about the Spurfs, man. I've got some, you know, other stuff. Such as? Can't think of anything <laughs> reputable right now off the top of my head. <laughs> just taking a little sip. I mainly listen to just old episodes of Guitar Stories podcast anyway, you know, just to relive the, the old days. Yeah. Have you ever had like a, a podcast that you're really into and then like it just comes to an end? Like, abrupt, abrupt, just really, really abruptly, abruptly comes to an end. Have you ever experienced it before? I'm serious. Um, I've listened to pod. There's a podcast called the Adam Buxton podcast, which and Adam Buxton was a, a <coughs> big part of my life in the '90s and a, a comedian from the UK and is in films like Hot Fuzz and stuff like that. And he would do sort of three episodes and then not do an episode for six months, and that would upset me and infuriate me in equal measure. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I've experienced it. There's, there have been two podcasts that I've been really into. Nothing to do with guitar or this industry or anything like that. And when it stops, it, yeah, it's infuriating. It's And when it's unexpected as well, when it's like announced on that last episode, you don't like gently lead people into it. When it's just all at once, it's just, it hurts deep inside. comes from the guy who told me his Bible and burn in under four seconds. <laughs> Touche. You, I don't know you, what I you, like. You, you've ruined me tonight. I, I didn't know. I didn't know what was what to expect. I was I was expecting some banter. Zero crazy, banter. Cra crazy frog and Argos. Yeah. We got. It was, do, you, do you remember Index? Do I? Yeah. yeah it was, was, like, the, was it the posh person's Argos? I don't know if it was posh or if it was just, yeah, it was, it was an alternative. Yeah. And, and sometimes if Argos didn't have it, you'd go to Index. Yeah. You've just, you just really opened up a, a memory that I didn't know was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Because I remember no, I there was like the Index, Index. catalogue as well, but we rarely yeah. had it. It was like sometimes it would appear in the house. It was crapper. It was definitely crapper. Um, we're just going to say thank you to Keith for the five euros super chat that says you're still a child entertainer. <laughs> I assume he's talking to me. <laughs> Gentlemen, you. since we digress slightly for a couple of minutes. <laughs> oh, we want to go back to guitars. Go on then. Yeah, yeah, why not? I, I would, uh, I'm really interested to, to talk with Jake about um, 
how he kind of builds his channel nowadays because he kind of was late to the game and you know post pandemic basically everyone had a podcast everyone had a channel and there was you know everything was online so how do you try to break through the clutter and kind of make your own channel visible and uh basically what's 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 the plan for the channel to further you know thrive and develop it well first of all dan you're one of the only people i've ever asked for a photo you know when you go up to somebody and you're like oh can i have a photo with you i've never done that in my life before but i mean when we was in germany i saw dan and because because we always watched the guitar stories podcast i went up to dan and he looked at me like i was the biggest weirdo for asking him and then we took <laughs> I don't know who it was. I think it was Mike. He, I got him to take like a few photos. I so I just just press it a load of times. I can't remember who it was. It was someone. And every photo of him, he looked so uncomfortable. Like I was some psychopath asking him for this photo. And I wanted to say to him, oh, no, it's because like we watched this and... But he made it so weird. Anyway, so, so the, the YouTube... I was, I was saying, you know, no, no, because you look weird in it, because you're like, Ugh, and I'm like trying to not look weird, because I, I could sense that you were being weird about it. <laughs> never, and never, I'd already never like made a... a few jokes and stuff with you, yeah. and I thought, oh, I broke the ice, he doesn't think I'm like some creep. <laughs> and then he looks at me like this. And anyway, so the YouTube thing, like, I've always wanted, I've, I've always been like a massive consumer of uh, guitar, YouTube, um, gear, YouTube, whatever. Like for years and years and years and years, and I've always wanted to do it, and but the whole like public speaking and that side of it, it's just oh, it's like my worst kind of fear. I like hate it so much, and so what happened was during the thing that's been happening over the past few years, gigs weren't really a thing. I kind of like you know I was in contact with my bands and whatever, but we weren't really doing anything because we we did a few COVID safe gigs, but they were rubbish. They were like everyone's sitting there, like very few people. Lights are on. Like what kind of atmosphere behind plexiglass? Not fun. <laughs> I'd rather, honestly rather not gig than do it in that yeah, situation. Yeah. Was like, must zoom. be like must be like being like a, a children's performer or something, you know, in the same kids. <laughs> and um... <laughs> sorry, Andy. <laughs> One of the best times of my life. Thank you very much. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so I thought like, well, now would be a really good time to start planning for it. So I'd already had like the studio set up for recording and that kind of thing, doing demos and tracks and whatever. Um, so then I started watching a lot of videos, like the, the, the VidIQ stuff and the Think Media and I've literally watched hundreds of hours of this kind of stuff, learning about analytics and what click-through rate meant and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Getting the gear, doing test runs, getting the lighting, buying more lighting because I realised the cheapest lighting isn't very good, moving from a phone to a camera because I realised you... Learning all this stuff. I had no idea about cameras or anything like that, so I, so I learned all this stuff. And um, I just... It, it was just re really kind of um, oh, I've done there. Um, just really the idea of just pressing record was really scary. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And um, Bless you. So this is where it gets a bit weird. And um, so I started um, watching Mike from CGS on a Sunday. And well, to be honest, what happened was Sunday evening was like the perfect time for me to do my kids' school uniform ironing. Because, like, I love my kids, but sometimes bedtimes can be a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. 
So this was my way of doing the ironing at their bedtime while watching Mike. So I kind of like started watching it for about a year or so, engaging, and then it seems like a bit of a tangent, but it's weird. So one day he has the mini diesel heads. I'm going somewhere with this, I swear, Andy. <laughs> so here's the, the little mini diesel head like I've got behind me. And I thought, oh, it'd be really cool to hear what the actual diesel head sounds like in comparison. So I sent him, sent him an email. We spoke a couple of times before in the live chat and whatever. And he said, oh, why don't you come down, bring it down, and we'll do a comparison. And he kind of mentioned, oh, maybe we can do a video for your channel and get things going. And in my mind, I thought, uh, yeah, no way. Like, I'm not going to sit there and have my first time with somebody else watching me. Like, that, that seems like, that sounds awful. But we got there, and he's, and, I, and, I, and in my mind, I was like, I'll just say to him, oh, it's, it's too much. We'll do it another time. We'll come up with some kind of excuse. But he suggested it, and I didn't want to embarrass myself. I didn't want to be like, oh, no, let's, let's put it off. So, so really, he kind of threw me in the deep end with it. And at that point, I had no excuse like I'd done it at that point. I was going on his channel. It, there was no point in me putting it off anymore. So, so I started. You know, I started with my own gear. Invested in a few small things that I thought would get some kind of views. Holly Benton, and um, eventually, I've got a friend who's a Gordon Smith artist. And I said to Mike, oh, do you want to join him to come down and he can go through some Gordon Smith gear with you? And while I was there, he, he invited me to the British Boutique Guitar Festival. That led to me going to the British Boutique Guitar Festival, meeting Henning. Henning talking me into buying more cameras and lights because that's what I really needed. But also leading <laughs> to the invite to 42 Gear Street. Um, so yeah, all this, loads, loads, loads of stuff. And, and then during that time as well, I had a few small companies get in touch with me. Oh, can I send you some stuff? And, you know, that kind of thing, loan. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's, that's, that's how it happened, really. I think it's right. the similar story for everyone who I consider successful at what they do. And that is, they just start doing it. And then when it becomes scary, they do it anyway, in some, in some cases, even more so. And um, yeah, it's really nice to to hear that from yet another person that the only way to do it is to to do it <laughs> and uh, get stuck in that deep end. And uh, I think as Adam Adam from Hot Pole Studios just wrote that his first one hundred to two hundred videos were not great, mm -hmm. and um, I, I I agree not on his videos but with <laughs> mine. You know, I, I look back at mine, but what those videos do have of, of mine are this raw honesty and that's the one thing that i try and keep that sometimes i feel gets overshadowed by the cameras by the lighting by the bokeh by the shots that i think look beautiful i think sometimes my videos miss that raw honesty that i used to have and that wide-eyed <gasps> hello you know that, that i don't know what i'm doing but i'm doing it anyway kind of thing so yeah, I I I hope that because um, people reach out to me a lot, and and if they don't yet to you, they will, Jake. Um, and the answer I always give them is just do it, uh, which I think is already taken as a, as a tagline. But yeah. um, <coughs> well, I've noticed in a few of your um, sort of Instagram posts and that kind of thing, like you know, occasionally you do give that kind of advice, and I know to people like me and and Krenna, um, it's been really useful. And um, good, 
you know, during, during that kind of quiet time where it feels like, what, what is the point? Why, why am I doing this? Talking to a camera all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. You make, you make those videos that you think like, oh, yeah, this one's going to get, this one's going to do really well. And you look at it and it's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to put like 21 hours into this. <laughs> yep. And you try and justify it with yourself, but... <sighs> Honestly, I just, I just, I know that um, at least someone would have found it useful and/or entertaining, and that's enough for me. Uh, the one thing I found so far is I was expecting like the comments to be. I mean, I spend a lot of time looking, you know, watching other people's content and looking at the comments that people get, and you're like, ah, why do these people say this stuff? But so far, it's actually been mostly really, really good. Like. I don't get like offensive comments so far. I'm, I'm coming up to about a quarter of a million views, which I know it's not a massive amount, but you know, it's, that's a number, man. It's, it's a, yeah, it's only it's a new channel. So, and the other thing I found is like everybody's really nice and everybody's really helpful. Yeah. Like, if Henning hadn't been as you know, I think Henning's just the best. I think everybody knows that, don't they? He's he's just willing to help and not expect anything back. Um, there's people like Adam. Like I would have never got to Germany if Adam weren't helping me out with the driving and that kind of thing. And everyone's been so nice. The, the weirdest one was when I was um, I, stand, I was I saw Glenn walking and I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> I know. And then I know that. And then I was walking past and he was doing a video of like a blindfold test. And he was like, do you want to do this? I was like, I wasn't going to say no. So I was literally thrown in the deep end with Glenn. I was oh, like, I've just got to go with it. Yeah. Was that, was that even one of our Ibanez video? Yeah, it was Ibanez. Yeah, that was, that was super spontaneous because that was, we were supposed to shoot some, some stuff. And it was like, okay, so who's that, who's doing that? And then, okay, Glenn, you. Yeah. And, then, hey, Jay, and I just got grabbed to... and I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was dying inside, but I think I managed to look like I was. <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh man, it, it's. I know it's been a weird one tonight, but I'm so glad that we've come to the end of the show, ending up on the moment we're on now, which kind of makes me rethink everything. <laughs> um, I told you there's going to be yeah, riots. Yeah, um, it's so nice to get back to that sentiment of, you know life is surprising when you just say yes and you just do things and you're shit scared inside and everything in you is telling you to run away and go back to your little comfort zone and, and curl up but there's that what if moment and that mm, what yeah. if what if i do this 100%. what's on the other side what's on the other side of that what's coming i don't know could be bad could be good could be really good and um, if I've learned anything from all the stuff I've done in my life so far is that whenever I've turned away from something, I've, I've annoyed myself and I've not grown. And mm -hmm. I guess that is to link it back to the show and, and the ending of the show. It's kind of, you know, Guitar Stories is dead, long live Guitar Stories in the sense that we know this is too much fun that Dan and I have. Again, if I may speak for us, Dan, of um, we've discussed this, that uh, what we do here is so much fun and the people that join us every week and write to us and, and you know listen to the audio version, we know that people will miss this if it goes. 
but what we're doing right now is is not sustainable. So we want to find a way to do this even better, which might mean doing it less frequently. Yeah. Or we just end and we've done a show about Argos, you know. What <laughs> <laughs> a way to go. <laughs> Oh, man, it was such a nice ride. Uh, and we talked about so many things today. I think uh, we learned a lot, uh, especially about uh, Jake's signature guitar that's only $17.99 and hand-built in the, in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> that's a steal. That's a steal that's at twice steal, the price. Yeah. Yeah. It was so nice to kind of end on a high note with uh, with someone who has listened to every single episode you know, from zero to 89 or 88. Um, yeah, what else is there to say? Thank you, thank you to everyone in the chat. Thanks uh, to Andy for 89 weeks or 89 Tuesdays with you. Thanks, Jake, for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I just... <laughs> and next, next time we meet, uh, we do a proper photo. Like, uh... <laughs> I don't want one now. <laughs> You're going to make it even weirder than the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank, oh, you, thank you, everybody. Michel's got a point. Michel's, a point. Michel's uh, sent us two euros uh, claiming that he wants one show with the shirts on. There will be an occasion where those shirts will be worn. Oh, yeah, that would be a good occasion to wear those shirts. Agreed. Okay, deal. Two Sweet. euros well spent. Yep. So we have something coming, Dan and I, but it is not in what you're used to seeing in the Guitar Stories podcast. Um... I can't wait what happens in the future. And Jake, genuinely, you've enthused me. You felt you filled me with energy. And strangely, I want to go and do some ironing. I don't know why. I want to go <laughs> make some things flat. Just what, what you do? Make sure you use like the proper ironing water, otherwise it ruins the iron. Uh, what? So, like, you know, some people think that you can just like put normal tap water in the iron. Don't do that. It ruins it. You get like rust going in your clothes. Use the proper ironing water. Probably like distilled or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, distilled water. Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't know if it's distilled, but buy the one like you know the proper one. You get in the shop. <laughs> yeah, I, I. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Why? <laughs> because you're your iron. Because I'm going to think about you every time I do ironing now, and think if I just bought that proper iron water, then you're not. You've already sold me a guitar tonight. You're not selling me water. But I also agree with you. You're not wrong. I just I just want to fight with you. It's always better to stay with the corded ones as well, because the the other ones they seem like a good idea, but then you like your iron and you're like it's cold now, and then you. <laughs> Thank you. Some things yeah, are better with those. the cords. Very valuable. Very well. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Jake, there... thank you, mate. Anything Dan, to add? Anything, so anything last to add? No, if you if you like that, hit that like button. Make sure to follow Jake. Uh, make sure to follow LT Guitars. Um, yeah, check out all their episodes if you like. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing all of you at some sort of event in 2023. Merry Christmas to everyone. I think it's a time to say that, Andy, right? Probably, happy yeah. holidays. Last, last show before the holidays. Yeah, happy holidays to everyone who's not celebrating Xmas or something else. Uh, take good care of yourself and uh, yeah, see you in 2023. Healthy and uh, enthusiastic. Definitely. And with the correct water. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> right. That's it. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.